Well, what are we going to say in this fake, candid pre-intro thing we do? I ain't got a clue. Well, that makes that makes two of us. Roll the tape. Welcome to the Big Motor Small Blade Podcast. I'm Buddy Pulley. And I'm Putty Bully. He's Seth Dolby. Uh, Chris Busher is a winner in 2023, all the way from 30,000 people strong, Prosper, Texas, apparently. Um, we'll talk about that. Talk about Shane Van Gisbergen's move to NASCAR, um, the playoff bubble, of course, and why Richmond wasn't a good race. Next on the Big Motor Small Blade Podcast. Cup. How about Uncle Sam, bro? Uncle Sam, dude. I'm Sam so, Mayor. I was so damn excited. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, I was excited for Sam. But I really wanted Sage Karam to win. I was, I was there for it. Um, but no, nah, I mean that's cool. Sam getting his first one at his home track too. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. He's obviously we're biased sam mayor the first person that ever came on the big motor small blade podcast first driver um and you know obviously that means you come on the big motor small blade podcast you're gonna win it it might take a minute but yeah yeah i mean we got sam mayor he he's now a winner it took him a minute um logan shuhart won the eldora million kyle larson He's won everything. I'm sure Sheldon Hodenshield's like won two dollars off the lottery or something. So like I mean, yeah, we're we're doing pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there was someone else. Okay, so BJ hasn't won anything yet. Uh so there's that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I forgot about B. I forgot about Sheldon. Sheldon nor Sheldon. Okay. Don't okay, don't come on the show. Don't don't do that. Um anyway, yeah. But who knows? Um, Sheldon's seemingly been closer than Sam has recently. The and Carson Hosovar won the truck race. That he um did. talk about someone was, who's taken a major step up this year. <laughs> uh yeah. 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 I mean, we were all like I I mean, I think even us to some extent, we were sitting there talking about how I we were perplexed at where Carson Hosovar was in his career. And uh, then he got that Texas win, and we were all like, that kind of – that was kind of shitty, or at least most people were. Um, yeah, and they were wrong for that because it wasn't his fault. No, but fair – I can understand – he hadn't earned any goodwill, uh, so I can understand it to some extent. Um, and then yeah. now he's won his – he's just won his third race of the year. So. Yeah, and he said the F word. On live TV. So that like just that just adds to it, man. Made it we better. love we love cussing on live TV. Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, they did it last week. Zane Smith said shit in his championship interview. Like, I mean, big, big proponents of them cussing on TV. Dale Jr. walked so they could run. Yep. Luckily the FTCC got uh, a grip. The the what? What acronym did you? Or is it the FCC? I think it's the FCC, my guy. I think I was thinking. I don't. It, I don't I, know what I, I was know. thinking. Are you? Yeah, I don't know what you what you're talking it's about. It's Monday after a race. Yeah. Um. All right. Does your boy need to be penalized for riding the wall? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> he definitely rode the wall, but like he, he definitely did not. I don't think he intended to. No, he didn't drop it into fifth gear and fucking run it around. Yeah, yeah just blindly send it in the yeah. Uh, like I mean, look, he was he was knocking the fence down like yeah. the entirety of the second half of the race, which was honestly the only fun thing Every, to watch in the grandstands. Dude, every, everybody in the grandstands in turn one and two, they're just getting lead paint chips in their mouth the entire like last 50 laps of that race because that's <laughs> Larson yeah. was getting him old Darlington stripe. Like admittedly, I watch Kyle more than I would assume most people do. But usually when he's two laps down in a race, I kind of start I stop watching him. But when everyone else wasn't watching him. Who? 
No, go ahead. <laughs> but when everyone else is just running behind the lap car, I mean, we'll get to it, but when everyone's just kind of running the bottom and not doing anything and you got rimming one guy rimming the bottom and you got one guy banging the boards up there and literally banging the boards. It's about the only fun thing to watch. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Denny Hamill was not watching him because <laughs> if you look at the end car, Denny like jumps when he gets bumped, he gets bumped from him by he's like, Oh, oh shit. Jesus. Like, <laughs> Like, like the, the the office meme where Angela's sneaking up on Dwight. It's just like, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, shout out to the guy on Twitter who said, all right, Kyle and Denny are even now. Fucking moron. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Kyle might think so, to be completely honest. If I'll, I'll be severely disappointed. Yeah, I would be too. If that's the case. I just think it, it just the whole Denny Kyle thing boils down to they're going to race each other differently from now on. And honestly, as, as long as they both do it and they're okay with it, then that's fine. But yeah. 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 Um, other than that, um, Richmond was very fucking hot. It was. It was. It was warm. It this was, is exactly it was like significantly cooler than it was supposed to be. Yeah. This yeah. is exactly what we said last year. When last year we had cloud cover the entire race and it was a little bit yeah. cooler, not as humid. We I got said, lucky. Yeah, we said we got lucky. This wasn't that bad, but it's not going to happen every time. And sure yeah. enough, this was absolutely miserable. If you were there, and there's a reason yeah. no one was there Saturday because it was oh, miserable. So, <laughs> dude, like, and that's the thing. It's like Richmond's a nice track. It's a very nice facility. Like getting in there is easy. Getting out of there is pretty, pretty simple. Um, it's a bit of a chore getting on I-95. Um, but that's because you're somewhat close to DC, I would imagine. Um, even that far away. Um, but it's a, it's just, it's a nice track. It's, it, and it just they they have been dealt a shitty hand with just about everything. Um, we'll get more into that later. Um, Chris Busher won. Um that was uh that was not on my bingo card. Um I mean it wasn't surprising when he got up there though. Yeah, when you really think about it, I mean, he did good. Yeah, I mean, because he challenged Harvick last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the win. Uh, yeah, I mean, RFK just in general was super strong yesterday. I got Brad. I was like, what strategy is Brad on? And it turns out he was just up there. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's a testament to them because it's like when they're both good or when one of them's good, they're both good. Yeah, like, um, but yeah, Chris, I mean, this, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's something maybe you didn't have on your bingo card, but it's, it's not, it's nothing that you should be surprised about. Yeah, I guess, it, yeah. I think it's more like, it might not have been on your bingo card, but it's more because they've been sneaky good this year. Like, it's, been Chris, I, it's Chris's nature too. Yeah, and I tend to forget how well they've actually done this year. Like, I know they've been good and better than they have yeah. been uh, recently, but I, I keep forgetting they were like they were both in the playoffs. Not that I keep forgetting, but I every time I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> both RFK cars are in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, and that's the thing, Chris. Chris for many years has outperformed his equipment. I mean, he, you know, there's at one point jtd jtg days i mean he had like something like 11 or 12 top 20 finishes in a row and for that team at that time it was pretty damn good and i mean he beat chase elliott for a xfinity title like i think people forget that it was out of left field then too and it was yeah. like holy shit why is chris busher beating like god yeah but, and, um, and that was still in the the pre-playoff age yeah. for that series too it was the last one yeah, yeah it was the last good xfinity season um but yeah uh why rick allen needed to 
uh, announced the population of Prosper, Texas? I don't know. That's right a great then. question. <laughs> yeah. You brought up a good point on the ride home. Like, uh, why now if you're going to do it at all? <laughs> Yeah. I, so for context, the point I was making or the point I was, I was relaying to Buddy is this isn't the first win of Chris Busher's that Rick Allen's called. In fact, it's the third. Yeah. So and then also, not only is it the third cup win that Rick Allen's called. He called James Busher winning truck races. He called James Busher to a championship. He called Chris Busher to a championship. <laughs> like, why now? I yeah. in this random Richmond race in July. Do we have to know the population of Prosper, Texas? And then it's he got it wrong. Right? It's not even right. <laughs> it's like the two. If you want to say rounded, then it's the two-year-old census number. It's not even the current census number, which I've heard is around forty-one thousand. Um. But anyway, wow. you did a deep dive in the. <laughs> I didn't do a Texas. deep dive. I fucking. I What's read the best that on place Reddit. to eat around there? What's the best joint? Burger King. I don't know. Holy shit! There's only uh, thirty. I can see. People. I was about to say. I can see why there's only thirty thousand people. All, all you can fucking eat there is Burger King. Um. Yeah. No. I whopper, mean. Whopper. 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 <laughs> okay. Um. I don't know, man. Chris, like, yeah, I mean, like you said, sneaky good. Chris Busher, that's just his his mo, just sneaky good. Yeah, um, I mean, and we called we called this um, several years ago at the end of at the end of twenty one when they announced Brad coming over. We we're like, this is going to be great for Chris. He's yeah. already underrated, and they're just it's going to just take it up. And sure enough, he's got two wins now. So, look, I just think it's funny that last week on the show you said chris busher had no business winning bristol and then he goes out and wins the next week <laughs> well he didn't have any business winning bristol i, I know, still stand it's by just that kind of fucking funny it is funny it is funny that's why i was just glad that when he got up front i was like okay like i know i know if it's you like, don't read into it too much it's just kind of funny because it makes it look like you're eating crow I, yeah i mean i guess if you really want to like if you want to like ignore all the details, and yeah, it does look like I'm eating crow, I guess. Definitely ignore the details because I just drank this water that had nothing in it. Um, no, it wasn't water then. Touche. Um, I don't know, man. RFK, I mean, at one point, Roush had five guys in the chase and they're just salivating at it. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I hope I hope everyone that's listening saw that saw that clip and heard it and know what we're talking about. Um, no, I mean it, it's it's a return to form, obviously. I mean, Roush Roush was there in the middle of the cornfield bleeding out, like they were they were in a rough spot a couple of years ago, and now they're both hundred points up on the playoffs, and Chris is winning and. Brad's right there um, and still can't not make a mistake, apparently. Um, so. so what did Brad, Brad like got in the pit stall, pit stall bad, right? Yeah, he was like 70 degrees in the pit yeah. stall. Like, I looked up, and I was like, that's not how you do that. Like, what did yeah, he do, that, almost miss it or just? I don't, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if he was coming around a guy or, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, this shouldn't be a surprise. But uh it's like like we said, just kind of a quiet year for them and they're returning to form and I think it's only a matter of time before Brad wins, especially yeah. these short tracks. Yeah, their their short track game is is way way I mean, like ever since around this time last year is when it really started and it's been they haven't really missed too badly ever since, so Yep. GG old Christopher. Christopher Bush. All right. Um, Shane Van Gisbergen came out on motorsport.com that he has, I guess, solidified his intentions to come to NASCAR next year. Um, and to the Xfinity series. 
that was kind of interesting to me. Yeah, that was I hadn't thought about that even remotely. Yeah. Like, and I'm not even sure it makes sense. I guess in theory it does. I think but it also you've already beat everyone in cup. Yeah, but the only thing is is that he like he is definitely smart enough to know that that's not gonna be a representation yeah of every week of course so if i'm if honestly if i'm him i'm looking to get a full-time xfinity gig with honestly i'd almost prefer colleague because that gives me cup start opportunities uh Um, maybe probably i I mean they've run they've run the 13 car i don't think i don't think that even i think chevy probably would want him in a cup car and they'd be willing to kind of put him wherever, if need be. I don't think that really. I think it has a factor in who he goes with. What, like, what sort of alliance and what, you know, sort of cup races he can run. Yeah. I'd be hard pressed to believe he's not in that Project Ninety One car quite a bit next year. I, um, but yeah, we talked to Bob, um, and he's the one who kind of shed some light on it. I, like we said, didn't even think Xfinity was really an option. Um, but hey, that sounds like the the move. Um, and it's good for an Xfinity team because you got a pretty good shot of making the playoffs. Be hard pressed to believe he couldn't couldn't win at least one of however many you know Xfinity Series road races there are. Um, I guess. The uh, the question would be, where is he going? We got the, I guess, the what car is opening up at college? I don't That's know what th- car. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, they run the 10 full time as a all-star car. They could just put Shane Van Gisbergen in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I didn't even think about that when Bob Bob said something. He said the the Kala car or the twenty one. Um, I think the twenty one is probably a better option because I, I would imagine they still want to have the All Star car. Probably, but I just mean, the, if you can just get the nature Shane of Bergen. I think that just the nature of colleague in general, it also depends who who they put in the cup car. Like if they're going to put Chandler Smith in the cup car for whatever reason, yeah, um, then obviously that opens the 16 up. But um, the 21 probably going to be open from what it sounds like. I think, I think it's kind of, if the 21 is not open, then the 16 is vice versa. Yeah. Why not go to the eight? Like, yeah, I mean, if if there's funding there, then they'll gladly yeah. take him. I'm sure. So, I mean, if Dale, don't tell me Dale Junior is about to take Jeffrey Earnhardt over the greatest race car driver in the world, Shane Van Gisbergen. Uh unfortunately, this world revolves around money. Yeah. Um. So if Forever Lawn wants to put up the money to do it then it's going to be Jeffrey's ride. Terrible. Terrible. I don't disagree. Um, But no, I mean, it's just an overall win for the sport. I mean, it's obviously we saw put our podcast alone, how much we benefited from Shane Van Gisbergen coming in and racing NASCAR, obviously winning. But I mean, I think he'll, I think he'll find plenty of success. I mean, dude has won sprint car races. Yeah. Like, let's let's. I, that's not said enough. I feel like he's he has oval experience. Like some of the best drivers in the world. Like the second greatest race car driver in the world, Kyle Larson. Has, you know, obviously, uh, dirt is his background, right? Um, so, I mean, the guy has insane ability on to drive anything kyle bush-esque like kyle arson-esque like he's tony stewart like he he's in that echelon of drivers so i don't if i don't think the learning in... curve is going to be as as really as stark as people think yeah i 
if you can jump in a rally car and be competitive, like off the jump, yeah, I think you can figure out oval racing. Not saying oval racing is easy. I'm not like it's not like yeah, it's just a different. It's just a different discipline. Yeah. But if you can do that coming from and you could you could jump in a sprint car and you can jump in a V8 supercar and then go do rally racing and do do it well, you can figure out oval racing. I if if he goes full Xfinity route, I would be shocked if he's not competing for wins halfway through the year and opens. Yeah. yeah. Like I think that's just an inevitability, which is probably why he might be thinking about trying to do Xfinity for a year. Yeah. I think it also benefits him. I think it will learn, he will learn how, he will learn car control in a stock car better in Xfinity than I think he would in Cup. Um, I think obviously Arrow is going to be his big, biggest uh, uphill climb in Cup. But yeah, I I don't know. Like, I mean, he'll, he'll probably end up at a, you know, 91 car for some races um he's in the all-star race so i mean that's at least one oval cup race um wherever that may be um so yeah i don't know i'm i'm just excited to have that's gonna it's gonna be it's just gonna be it's gonna be huge for the sport yeah i mean marcus ambrose again i i said it earlier (laughs) um marcus ambrose walks with shane van gisberg and can run I mean, because Marcus came into the sport when it was arguably at those at its lowest in, I guess, the you know past twenty years, and you know he his success in V eight Supercar. I correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, he came over right after he won the titles. Um, yep. But I feel like there's more of a international awareness of other racing series that there wasn't back in 2012. And so the Marcus Ambrose coming in wasn't as big of a deal and didn't get as much exposure. And I don't think he's going to, I don't think Marcus did as good as Shane Van Gisbergen's going to do. Well, because, but Marcus was about 10 years ahead of schedule. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I was about. He, he didn't have, he didn't ever have the cars or the fair, the fair shake. Yeah. He came in about the worst time. Um, and I mean, and he took JTG cars and almost won with them, one of them in Xfinity, and then yeah. took Richard Petty Motorsports cars and won twice. Like, yeah. that's no small feat, especially for that time period. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Shane Van Gisbergen, get used to saying it. No one can say it. Dude. The amount of times I wanted to punch Jared Allen and Denny Hamlin in the mouth today, yeah. <laughs> listening to their show, Shane Van Gisenbergen, like what? It's not hard. It's, it's spelled, really not. It sounds it's, how it's spelled. It sounded out like you fucking Chesterfield, Virginian bumpkins, like figure it out. Holy shit, man. Yeah. And if you really can't say it, just say SVG. It's not. Yeah, it's like, there's a cheat code right there. Like, like, yeah, I don't know. Poor, poor Dale Jr. and and Jeff Burton are gonna just sit there and butcher it all day long in Indy. Probably. I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, and then Rick Allen will tell you like the population of New Zealand or whatever when yeah. Shane no. wins. All right, hold on. I do want to. I do want to say this example. I said it to you last night. The only, the only time because I feel like people mention population of like where drivers from like more often than they should, like. The only time I found it relevant, and I'm a nerd because I remember this, is 2016, Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez are coming down in the last couple of laps going for the title. And Rick Allen says the population of Byron, Michigan, which was like, I don't know, 72 or whatever. Um, and then he compares it to Monterey, Mexico, which had like 40 billion or whatever. Like, I was like, all right. That's kind of a that's kind of a cool comparison there, but I don't I don't give a damn how many people live in the city in the city that a driver drives for. Like, well, and I also mean, something like being Prosper, a race car Texas. driver, being a race car driver is a one in a million shot anyway. It doesn't matter where they're from. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's impressive. 
Even then, somewhere like somewhere like Prosper, Texas, I would imagine. I don't know that for a fact, but well, okay, I'm not going to say that. But a lot of these places, when it's like a lesser known name town or whatever, it's usually just like a suburb of a bigger city. Yeah. So like it's really like oh okay, there's not that many people, but it's irrelevant because you're right next to the city. If NASCAR, if NASCAR wasn't based in Charlotte. And they said Dale Earnhardt Jr. from Kannapolis, North Carolina. It would be, they'd be like population, you know, seven or whatever. Like, well, and that's irrelevant and too because like fail, so many teams fail. are from there. Well, well, I'm just saying I, if I it wasn't the hub, like if you didn't mention that. Oh, yeah. By the way, Charlotte's like 10, 15 miles that way. Yeah. Cool. You know, well, so, it's a little farther than that, but. Um, anyway, getting into the playoff bubble, um, it continues to shake up. Uh, Bubba Wallace went from basically even or below the cut line by plus or minus a couple points two weeks ago to, he is 54 above the cut line now. Um, I would imagine it's just survive. Like, don't do anything stupid. Like, for Bubba, go win, go win Michigan. Like, just go, go win it. If you can't win it, fine. Just get a good top five. But like, bro, you got, you got some wiggle. Go win the damn thing. Yeah. Um, and then you get back to McDowell. McDowell's now 18 points above the cut line. Ty Gibbs is now 17th. 18 below, AJ Almendinger 22 below, Suarez has dropped to 34 below. Um and Elliot is only 40 out. Um does Chase Elliott make it on points? Because I want to see you wearing a Chase Elliott shirt at Darlington. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> no. I don't think he does. No. I don't think he does. I don't think he wins. I don't think he makes it in on points. I'm still, I still don't, I just don't, I just don't think it's going to happen. I like Denny Hamlin's argument though, because you can go for stage points at a road course and still be in contention to win and get a good finish. I think that changes it. Or at least helps him. It helps him. I don't think he's going to be the light. He's not going to be lights out at a road course. Like he's just hasn't been since. No. Since I think it's end. hilarious during practice. They mentioned the two road courses, Watkins Glen and Indianapolis. And then it was brought up to Shane Van Gisbergen is in the Indianapolis race. And they just dismissed Chase Elliott's chances of winning the race. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. I'm, I'm still I, – I don't think he's going to make it. I just – I don't think he's going to win. I don't think that I, – I, I don't see him pointing his way in. And my, my thing here, – here's my thing. It's a lot easier to fall back than it is to move forward. Um, and he's got to get – he's got to get through three guys. He's got to get through a Gibbs car that's been on an uphill climb in Ty Gibbs. AJ Allmendinger, who's going to two of his best racetracks, and then Daniel Suarez, who's been about as consistent as you know the nine team has at times. Chase has been more consistent, but that's arguable. As and far that's as assuming speed wise, and that's assuming none comparable. of those races produce out at a left field winners. Yeah, which. I mean, I think if I honestly think the most likely option for an outfield out of left field winner at Indy is someone who's not running for the points. Um, so I, I think I, don't I think, think if anyone new wins in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be one of these guys. It's going to be. I don't really think Suarez is going to win. I don't believe Chase Elliott's going to win. I could see AJ winning. Bubba's, I could see him winning. Michael McDowell, I could almost see him winning, and I could almost see Ty Gibbs winning. 
Like, so for me, the only guy I think, the only guy I honestly see possibly winning any of those races is Bubba Wallace. Well, here and here's Michigan or here's, Daytona. Here's why, though. Here's why. Um, I didn't see Chris Buescher winning a race. I didn't see him coming out and having race winning speed. He's been good. He's been good. He's he's put together some good races, but I feel like you know you, you know who's done that. You know who's done that for a large portion of the season. Who? What? Bubble Wallace. That's what I'm saying. I could see Bubble winning. I'm just okay. yeah. I'm yeah, just that, saying these other guys. I think have I the ability seen, to do that too. I haven't seen that out of those guys. No, I mean anything can happen. Michael McDowell, I 100% could see him. Michael, the problem with I've Michael seen that for me out of is him, and then I've seen that out of Ty Gibbs, especially as of the last couple weeks. Ty Gibbs is taking a a step up. I mean, they've definitely been a lot better, but it's not. I don't know. I mean, I, obviously, it, it, we could be wrong. I mean, yeah. obviously, we could get no new winners. We could get four new winners. Yeah. Anything can happen. I just feel like. I feel like Bubba's team has been on the cusp all season, which yeah doesn't mean they're going to break I, through. Bubba's not even really in the conversation. Now. He's pretty much I I would he's well he's probably going to make the playoffs and, either way, but yeah, probably as long yeah anything can happen. But yeah, um, dude, Trackhouse is terrible right now. Both of them are terrible. Ninety nine teams horrible. I I kind of said this would happen. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but like, it's just, I mean, Ross has run bad ever since he won Nashville. The 99, I feel like has almost shown more speed than the one, but they can't, they can't keep from stepping on their own dick. Like they, I mean, they were terrible. At Richmond, oh my God, they were terrible. But Pocono, I feel like they had more speed than they were able to show. Um, they're up there at uh, what you call it, Chicago, and yeah. I don't really remember what races are in between. Um, but like Atlanta, yeah, they had a good run. Yeah, but. Um, it, dude, they. I mean, I'm all, I mean, bad. the thing with the one too is they've been pretty awful since the middle of may they had nashville and they've had a couple decent runs in between but overall they've been pretty awful for two months now two and a half months i think nashville's like the only top 10 they've had is that it i think they definitely haven't had one since nashville yeah that's for sure but Uh, there might have been one i feel like he hadn't had one yeah i yeah they they got to figure out something because obviously yeah. this is not the this is, isn't the track out. They're still fast at the tracks they were super fast at last year, but they're not as fast as they were. Yeah. Um. What do you think about this AJ Almanier Road America deal that everybody's you know making a big deal about? about I thought it was going, that was really dumb. Um. Here's here's how here's how I kind of look at it. It probably is dumb. But also, colleague just bet on their driver. They said, look, man, you're, we want you to go win this race, which he didn't. Not really his fault. They had something fail. Um, and we believe in you that, hey, man, you don't need practice. You don't need qualifying. We know we're bad. You got two of your best tracks coming up. You're going you're gonna to outscore these guys you're racing by, you know, a good margin, whether that be actually actually be the case or not. AJ Allmendinger's a head case. Like, let's be real. All drivers are head cases, but AJ Allmendinger's like patient zero. <laughs> like, so oh, to have the support of that team, that team behind them, which they've always have. Like, they they always colleague has always supported their drivers very well. But this is a critical couple weeks in their you know, in their playoff run. And I think it was a play to, you know, 
get momentum rolling. When did AJ really start hitting his stride? After you won Nashville in that Xfinity race. And I they're kind of like, let's let's try this again. Um, and I think they they kind of thought, you know, if it don't work, it don't work. We're putting all the chips on you, AJ. We believe in you to go win Watkins Glen or win Indianapolis, or at least, you know, outpoint the other guys and put us in a good spot. I think it was a mental thing more than an actual like. That's fair, but if if I think if they think that they need to put all their eggs in the Watkins Glen and Indianapolis basket for getting into cup or into the cup playoffs, then I don't think they've been watching this season. Like, could they make up some points? Sure. Are they going to win those races? I doubt it. Like, that is not what they've shown all season. I think yeah. they were they were fat. AJ was faster part time last year than he's been this year. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't. I don't think it. It is. I think it's more about the mental aspect of it. I don't think it's looking at cold hard facts with them. I think it is. I think it is solely the mental aspect and the, you know, we're just going to go take it. So if that's the case, did they hurt their case? Um, no, I mean, no, no. I mean, I think, I think this changed basically nothing with them. I don't think they would have run significantly better this weekend. I don't, I don't, I don't think it really ended up. Haley ran pretty bad, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They're both irrelevant. Yeah. Um. Last person I'm going to talk about, Alex Bowman. Um. They're going to need to do the impossible, and that's win. Yes. Um, dude, and like, bro has not been had any sort of since a normalcy since last fall like what was the last race you ran before texas roval kansas was before that right yes yeah like that was his the kansas roval texas oh wait, no it would have been it would have been vegas no, uh, no, no, no. It wouldn't have been. Either Wait, way, no, no, no. no he no. had speed at the before he got hurt last year. Texas is in the round of twelve. I've got my I got Doesn't my dates matter. confused. Yeah, I got my dates um, confused. He had speed at the end of last year. Gets hurt. Comes out the gate strong this year. Gets hurt again. It's kind of the Chase Elliott deal. He's got no rhythm, and it's even worse for them because they had nothing from the end of last year and then they really just have been out the lunch well that with a crew chief change didn't help yeah yeah um so i mean they they've shown a little bit more promise the past couple of weeks but not nothing that shows me they're gonna win i hendrick as a whole hasn't shown me anything no really since Darlington, maybe like they've kind of been where they've kind of they're kind of like track house a little they're bit. They're pretty strong at the All Star race. That one All Star race is totally irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, that uh, one car was really strong at All Star race, but yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's gonna, I. The mo- I feel like this is the most legit playoff grid we've ever seen until like Austin Dillon wins Daytona. Um, I hate you. <laughs> I mean, every winner is in the top 16. Yeah, that's true. That's that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty cool. So the 60, you're getting the 16 best guys. So for now, <laughs> for, for now, now. You, are, you are getting the 16 best guys in the sport. And I've, I've, that's, 
I guess what we all wanted still, um, say what, what you want I about, wanted. <laughs> yeah. And say what you want about the format. If this is the best case scenario for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're not, that's all I got on playoffs. Yeah. Cool. Um, straight up was Richmond a good race. No, no, it wasn't. Sucked. It was, sucked. It was bad. Yeah. Like, um, like I said, um, I think to you after the race, watched in the last like 40, 50 laps, something like that, 30, 40, 50, whatever it was, watched Chris Busher ride behind Chase Elliott, just couldn't go anywhere or gave up. I don't know. He might have just given up on it. And then yeah. check kept checking every lap to see if Denny Hamill was making up any time. No, he was stuck behind the same guy for that same amount of time. I don't remember who it was. Might have been Ross or someone. Um, and no one did anything. We didn't do anything. We had one guy, Kyle Larson, banging the boards, and yeah. everyone else was just kind of hanging out. Like, I don't know, I guess Kyle got bored and he didn't have anything to lose since he was two laps down. So I guess that's why he was doing it. No one else gave a shit. But I don't know. That was really that was that was kind of a depressing race to watch. I was just like, damn, this this you can't do anything. And it's real feel like 93 degrees outside. Tire wears decent. Like, really? That's all we got. <laughs> Here's what I think it is. Richmond's tough because if you have too much tire wear, which we had quite a bit of fall off, and apparently it was more than that we had last year, um, you're tiptoeing around there, and you you can't race anyone because you're you're on the edge all the time, trying not to wreck because yeah. your tires are just absolutely gone. But if you don't have tire wear, it's impossible to pass. Like, so, I mean, even with tire wear, it's impossible to pass because you're going so damn slow. So the damn diffuser doesn't work. Um, so, so, last year, I thought both races were good last year. I was in the, mi- in the minority. I kind of looked back at the spring race. I, I kind of didn't think the spring race was that great. I looked back at it and I was like, no, that was a pretty solid race from a racing purist standpoint. And then I thought the, I thought the fall race was great. Um, well, it was good. Not great. I'm not going to say great, but they were both interesting and entertaining. And neither one of the ones this year were, were that like, I didn't think the spring race was that great. This race was obviously just terrible. Like, I still don't I think, think there was a significant difference between last year's races and the spring race. This one felt like it was significantly worse. Like yeah. eye test wise, like I said, the spring, like I didn't really notice a big difference. Yeah. Um, and then this race was just like, oh God, if I hadn't been at Martinsville last year in the spring, this might be the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Dude, like, Last year reminded me almost of the 2014 package. And it's like, we just, we had the high downforce. We just needed the high horsepower. And it would have been, it would have been great because I remember the fall, the spring of 14 was very good. That was that race where we had Brad and Matt Kenseth and Joey and uh, Jeff Jeff Gordon Gordon all going after it there. And then the fall was much like it was it was a largely dubbed a, a dud of a race but it was the first race in a long time at Richmond that you saw guys running the top and running all over the racetrack and that's kind of what we saw last fall and i mean we saw none of that we saw Ty Dillon and Kyle Larson laps down running the top and that was it like it was just nothing appealing about this race. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I, like I said earlier, I, I was watching 
for a lot of it, I ended up watching Kyle Larson just bang the boards because that was about the only interesting thing happening at all. Yeah. Like I kept checking on the two leaders and I was just like, yeah, they've changed nothing. Like nothing yeah. has changed there. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. And and a lot of people, I it, it might have been in some ways more interesting on TV because you could follow all the strategies. But realistically, the strategies were mostly just guys throwing, you know, trying to stay out and catch a caution that we knew wasn't going to happen. Yeah, there was that. Like I said, I think to you on the way home. Yeah, I said to you on the way home, this is the fourth race in a row at Richmond where we've run the same stage one, stage two, stage three lengths, at least basically the same. I think we might have gotten yeah. 10 laps longer on stage two this time. Um, I could be wrong, but anyway that doesn't that leaves you with like a strategy and then if you're like pretty far back you can try and run long and catch a caution or you if you're in if you're in like the back out of the top 10 you can try short pitting to gain some time but even then depends on where you end up in traffic i don't know in 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 person especially running it during the day which it's really hard to see the cars midway through the race at least for me at Richmond mm. um, at night, obviously it's not a problem, but during the day I, I struggle with it. I could not find uh Chris Busher for a long time. Well, that's because you need glasses. I was wearing glasses. Oh. You need prescriptions. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, still it's hard like to asshole. follow. Knew what I meant. Yeah, I did. It's called a joke, a J O fucking terrible joke. Uh, you know, it was like that joke was like this Richmond race. So, like, you bring up a good, good point. I'm, I think, I think almost, correct me if I'm wrong by thinking this, because I haven't really put much thought in it. It kind of just popped in my head. Do you think if we didn't have stage cautions in this race, they would work it backwards like a road course? Obviously, you could, you're going to go a lap down. But also, like, probably, yeah, because it would come down to much like we did last year when you had that long stage at the end where there were guys that had the two stop or one stop strategy. Yeah, I think it would almost be like that. And that would I don't know. I feel like that would be more entertaining than this, like because then you would have more of a shake up if there was a caution. Yeah. So I I think I think this would be I think it would be a race that would benefit from uh, no stage yellows. Um, yeah, because I like I think the biggest issue the stage yellows did yesterday was limit the strategy, because if the only thing you've got going on is strategy, yeah. which I don't necessarily have a problem with that. In fact, I would have, I would have That's actually like both the races last year. Yeah. And I would have been engaged more at the end of the race. If we'd run that whole way through and not had a caution, if we were 375 laps in this race without a caution, I would have been significantly more engaged just because I would have been just on my heels. Like, Oh my God, are they actually going to do it? Like, and it's kind of like one of these, it's, kind of like one of those things it's and this is a argument that could be made why this track needs to probably lose a date because if we had just one of these a year it'd be entertaining to see if the fucking guy in front could lap the damn field yeah. or if like they could like it would be it would be its own animal like i mean richmond already is a giant pick pit stop competition i mean that's all it is yeah um and if you had no stage cautions and there's the real possibility of just running it all out running it green like it would be i feel like it'd be compelling because it would be a race long strategy play and it was it's kind of like the truck race with um carson osavar and ty majeski um they mentioned this on dbc how they were racing for the win for the past for the last 60 70 laps of the race but they were nowhere near each other yeah and I think it would be a lot of that, which would be compelling if it came down to it. We'd see a lot. I think we'd see the 
the Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick strategy that we saw in the spring last year where they have to run down the top four or five guys. And it'd be the question of if they're going to get there, if they're not going to get there. And then last year with Bell and Harvick at the end, pair that with if you had the package to where you could run the top, run the middle, run the bottom. That's what I thought was so good. The spring race last year, I thought the strategy made that better. And then the fall race not only had the strategy, but it also had multi-group racing, and you could pass a lot more. Like I don't, I don't care what anybody says, you could pass a whole lot more in the fall last year than you could this year. Yeah. Um, I, I think if you did that and you had one of these things a year, I think it'd be, I think it'd be worth going. Also, if you made it at fucking night, like. Yeah, there's no reason this should be in the middle of July. Like, dude, I get it. It's hot everywhere. And we're in the middle of like the biggest heat wave in history because the fucking world's on fire because people don't want to believe that global warming's real. Um, But like, dude, that was miserable. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like you not only saw a bad race. But you just baked in the sun and watched nothing happen for three hours. If that's not a middle finger to the fans, I don't know what is. Yeah. Like, you need to figure something out. Whether it's resin, I don't really think that's it. If you bring the sealer back, I don't know. Dale Jr. wants to bring back. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, you, you got to figure I'm Bring back the high downforce. Clearly, it worked better than this. Like, yeah. I mean, and, and God damn it, bring back the Looney Tunes. What's wrong with cookout? The Looney Tunes cookout 400. I don't give a shit. It used to be the Chevy Monte Carlo with the Looney Tunes 400. You can be the fucking cookout. They give out Looney Tunes toys in the fucking cookout. I don't care. Well, here's the thing. Bring back the Looney Tunes. I don't know if you thought of this or not, but you got to get Looney Tunes on board. I mean, duh. Ultimately, this yeah, that's a lost cause. But, hey, man. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure you knew that because, like, the way you keep talking I'm, I'm about aware it's like, how, I'm aware yeah. of marketing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, dude. Richmond's there's a place for it, and I feel like it is getting shafted at every turn. I'll be completely honest if the, the current rumor winds up not being true, and we have what's the current uh, rumor? The the Wednesday night Richmond race in the I'm summer next year. Fucking, I'm so down for this. I'm so down for that. But if that rumor winds up not being true, and we have another late July, early August, midday or late mid afternoon, late afternoon, however the fuck you say it, um, Richmond race, I don't even think I want to go because that's fucking. That was miserable. Yeah. And I think that was the yeah. first thing I said to you after the race. I said that was fucking miserable. And I yeah. don't really know if I want to do that again. Like I'll go to the spring race all day. It's spring race is comfortable. Yeah. But um I don't know. Um and then to make it even better, um they did the short track test today. Uh Christopher Bell simply said not a home run um at all. Um William Byron Byron said ultimately they need more lateral grip um, at the start of a run, which makes sense. Like that you need, it kind of, it pairs with the, we need tire wear that's, I guess, continues to fall off. Yeah. Whereas we just had, like before we had tire wear that was fine and then it just sucks. Like, and it needs to, you need to be able to like save tire. This kind of goes back to that. Like you need grip at the start of a run and us taking, continually taking downforce out of the cars makes it to where you have no grip at the beginning of the run. And so you don't have enough to pass or make moves. And then your tires fall off and it's just that much worse. And that's something I think as, I think has kind of been overlooked. And I think it's 
it kind of makes sense because we saw in like 2017 when they went to the super low downforce package that like some of the racing was not that great. And it was a lot of it because you didn't have enough rear security in the car to pass a guy. And I think that's where we're at here. That's why I never, I never understood why we went farther down the low downforce package from where we were in 16. That was like a perfect balance. But anyway, um, the thing I don't like about this is that Again, I mean, and I, I'm proud of NASCAR for admitting that this didn't work or yeah. it doesn't look like it's going to work. Um, and they what, continue, they're trying more stuff tomorrow. It was supposed to be just a tire test and yeah. they're going to try more. The thing that I'm still annoyed about is, again, we've created this problem. We've created this problem. Yeah. yeah. There is, again, zero, zero reason we should have ever added so much mechanical grip to these cars. It's like it's like when um when you screw up and your parents are just like, no, I'll just do it. And you try to do it and they're like, no, you you had your shot to fix it. This is what it seems like. <laughs> like yeah. Um, and yeah, I the 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 test with the splitter designed to create lift for the front car. So that way it creates more downforce and dirty air. In theory, I guess it makes sense. But if you're creating lift in the front, doesn't that, wouldn't that mean the rear of the car is more into the racetrack? Yeah. Because that's what it seemed like, yeah. judging by the pictures. Everything in this car is to the rear. So, like, you're not really – did. they're already squatted trucks out there. Like, I mean, we all saw Chase Elliott at Road America last year. Oh, yeah. That doesn't really make sense why that would work with this car. And I don't know why I didn't think about that before. And then on top of that, even if it did, take take that splitter and put it during the middle of the race yesterday, there's no clean air out anywhere. It's what I said at Bristol last year. It was like, at some point, no one has clean air. And that's why no one could pass. Like, and that's why not even the leader, like, yeah. I don't know how many Bristol or Martinsville races I've seen on, or I've watched the TV broadcast of later and heard them talk about how the the leader has clean air. When When they're sitting there stuck in lap traffic and they sit there talk about, oh, so-and-so behind him is getting in that dirty air. I'm like, he's been in dirty air the whole time. And the guy in front of him is also in dirty air. Like the only, the only argument you can make is the guy in second, the guys in second, third, fourth, fifth, they're behind better cars in dirty air. That's the only argument you can make. And that's not even a good argument really. I mean, with the, how much dirty air is, affected i think ultimately i think you you got it i think you almost you got to get the front of the cars down and the rear of the cars up i think that that seems like it'd be a better option like i'm wondering i'm wondering and i i'm not gonna cook i'm not gonna claim to to be an expert on on yeah i mean let's be clear neither one of us know much about cars yeah but i'm wondering if we smooth the smooth the bottom so where the teams felt the need to get the nose down and we put i don't know a six inch spoiler on it i wonder if that would would positively affect it yeah um uh yeah i mean i think just I don't even know if we need a bigger spoiler if you could get the noses down. Because if Maybe you not. just you would you but, would almost you wouldn't necessarily I think we just need to we need to keep the downforce in the front and take it all out of the rear. The only reason I'm mentioning making the spoiler bigger if you smooth the bottom 
is that when you take the diffuser off, you're going to kill a lot of the downforce in the car, which we've already seen is not helping. And it's we're going to kill making, a lot of the rear downforce. We are definitely, but we still need some of it. We need the, we need, yeah, yeah. I mean, we definitely, yeah. Well, that, okay, yeah, the, the spoiler, that makes more sense. Yeah, because yeah. then all the teams will be trying to get the, the nose in the track, and I think that'll that'll have a compound effect where they're not getting so much arrow wash from the diffuser and then also getting a bit more of that back in the rear, and the car will be able to pivot better because it's pointed down. Yeah. Um, it's a fine balance because without the horsepower you don't want to have too much yeah but because you also, end up like a 2000 you know 19 situation yeah but also in 2019 the the thing what that is is the cars were take the spoiler out of the equation completely the cars were built body wise to have more downforce than the current cars do because the current cars are so rounded off they just don't create that much downforce at least comparatively so even if you had a bigger spoiler even with the less downforce we have or not the less downforce the less power we have i don't know if you end up with excuse me as big of an issue um as you did in 2019 because the, the part of the biggest issue in 2019 at martinsville or, or something was not even not even like dirty air it was the fact that guys could just drive into the corner so far yeah and there's just no real variance in there and there's no real opportunity to make a pass on someone because of that yeah i don't know this yeah. sort track debate is i mean we've beat this horse half to death twice or whatever i said a couple weeks ago um i don't know I, I, kudos for them for trying but yeah um sundress dumbass okay um sundress i went with just rfk in general um sundress i'm gonna go with sage Karam. fair fair i think the man was nascar you know just <laughs> had nascar cleaned off the track you know worth yeah. a fuck yeah he probably would have won the race but he didn't um and that leads me right into my dumbass nascar for not pulling the 19 car off the fucking racetrack at road america like what are we doing dude like he they literally let him drive halfway around this damn racetrack or no all the way around racetrack did he go all the way around yeah he went all the way around he blew Jesus. up that's why he blew up under caution or was bloating up under caution and literally you could see the trail of oil down nascar just lets him restart yeah. like dude are you kidding me right now like i don't know and you can't yeah. you can't blame the teams anymore because nascar's let it happen what are you gonna, you're not gonna if nascar's gonna let it happen then well if you're blowing up what incentive do you have to stay on the racetrack? Um, they wreck, and you complete another lap and gain all those positions that you wouldn't gain otherwise. I so, guess. Where's the sportsmanship? Uh, well, yeah. Well, it's it's built into the officiating. Yeah. Or it's. Um, I mean, your right. lack thereof has yeah. been built in through the officiating. So that's yeah. ridiculous. Also, why the hell do we have like? the thinnest tire pack in the world at the end of the front straightaway at Road America. Yeah, that's bad. That's that was dumb. ridiculous. Like, why are we still at this track? Like, Because it's great. <laughs> um, you watched that finish. You didn't tell me that was fun. It was the same reason Watkins Glen in 2012 was fun. Okay. That was a lot of it fun. Was, it was fun, yeah. And it, it only happens work. when the track is good. Just doesn't work for cup cars. Um, I don't disagree necessarily. Who uh, who are we picking? Who who did you pick for Richmond? For what? For Richmond. I picked Martin Truex, and he Where beat he Kevin finish? Harvick. Did he? Okay. Yes, he did. He finished seventh. Harvick finished tenth. 
Um, so Martin Truex double whammy got me points. He's got me oh, yeah. got me eight points this year. Nice. Um, so now it's thirty seven to twenty nine. I'm making a comeback. It was already thirty seven to twenty nine. No, it wasn't. I had twenty six. Sure about that? I had twenty six. Okay. I think you're shorting yourself, but okay. I mean, I'll give myself three points. Well, we'll run the numbers. We'll let you know next week. Okay. Um, who are you picking for Michigan? Okay. Joey Logano. Son of a bitch. Of course, you still had Joey Logano. I was thinking about picking him. Um, which I'm not terribly confident in. They've done nothing this year either, but I know. But all I have left is a bunch of Fords. Yeah. Um, I'm going to save him. I'm going to save him. I'm going to go with... Go with Eric Jones. Yeah. Yeah, the eighth at Pocono. He's been on the upswing just a little bit lately. So, go with Eric Jones. If I find a way to lose this week, I'm going to be disappointed. Oh, Rick Jones, Holly, better whip him in the shape. Get me a win. Fair. Tell you what, Eric Jones doesn't doesn't win me this week. Then I'm going to be punching drywall with Holly on Monday morning. You're going to have to explain that to me a little bit. I don't fully yeah. understand that joke. Um. So other than that, Michigan. What do you think? You think it's going to be Toyota again? Um, yeah, I think Hendrick will be there though. Yeah, I kind of think the same too. Um, I don't know. I said this last year, and obviously a Ford won. Um, Ford showed up somewhat there, but they definitely were not the class. Um, I don't know. It's Michigan, it's a like we said, proto super speedway race, so be be quite interesting to watch. Yeah, I so. mean, if Brad's really good, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, I feel I like thought about I feel like picking the an same, RFK car. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it'll be like I, I'm thinking Hendrick and Gibbs because I feel like whoever was good at Pocono is gonna be good here. But yeah, and just the fact that the they had a tenth and a half on the field last year. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be hard pressed to believe it's not them. Um, I think it's a big week for Bubba, big week for Tyler Reddick. Um, I think Denny will probably be very good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ty Gibbs, but maybe. Tyrone Gibbons. Yep. He did. He won Michigan and Xfinity, so that I mean, he won a lot in Xfinity last yeah, year, so don't really mean anything. No. Um, cool. It's been the show. Um, it has been. Yep. No Q and A this week. Yeah, no Q. I totally forgot. So did I. Yeah. So, so um, that'll resume next week. Hopefully. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>